With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Who's ready for and the weekend? After you listen to BetMGM Emily podcast powered by BetQL, the answer is going to be you. It's me, Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smart ass on the radio. And with me, as always, you see him on BetMGM tonight. You see him all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Horvat. How you feeling, Mike Dog? You've been sick all week. How's your bets been? How's the family doing? Your Phillies looked pretty good last night. I got to see them live in person in Los Angeles, beating up on the Dodgers, even the Dodgers had one hell of a comeback. Looking forward to chatting about that series. In fact, that game on Friday evening is definitely one hell of a matchup that I can't wait to talk about between the Dodgers and the Phillies. But Ryan, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. Got a little cold, so I apologize for the voice. But, you know, I think by Monday we'll be 100% once again. I'm looking forward to these series this weekend. Had a good week betting, actually. A decent week. Uh, A lot of NBA playoffs, some Major League Baseball. You know how it goes. So excited to get back going today. I don't want to brag, but um, you, you know, you know, I do a lot. I pop around a lot of places, not unlike oh, yeah. you do. Um, yeah. But I was on MLB Network this week on Better's Eye with uh, our our buddy Keith Irizarry, and yeah. uh, I don't want to sit here and talk about and bring up the fact that I was one hundred percent on Wednesday, like one hundred percent. I gave out like thirteen bits. Was one hundred percent. Wow. And then All the next. All of them, every single one. Even Keith called called me at night because he's you know he's on the East Coast like you are, and I'm on the West Coast. So you guys got to right. stay up late and watch these games. I'm you know it's ten o'clock when baseball ends in my 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 side of town. But I'm getting this text message at ten, just saying, after the Mariners win this game, you are one hundred percent. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. I said, well, I'm a genius, Keith. That's why they pay me the no bucks. And you know what's, yeah, exactly. And you know what's funny about that, man, is there's so much pressure when you, because they're like, all right, give us your four best bets for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's Tuesday or it's Wednesday, and you're like, man, I got one, but uh, we'll take a look at some props here. So going undefeated, going 100% is always tough, and mm-hmm. uh, feel added pressure when you're giving out those picks. Well, the here's team. the problem. The next day, I felt even worse because I, I had a good day the next day, but after coming off 100%, when you go 13 for 13, and you go seven for your next 13, seven for 13 ain't bad. That's above 50%. You had a great day. But when you win 100% the day before, that that seven for 13 felt like a loss. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing because look at it like this. Like you made so much profit going 13 for 13, which damn, if you're placing 13 bets in a day, good on you. You're, you got mattress Mac type money. And then you <laughs> You still come out on top if you go seven and six. You know what I mean? So you still made profit for the week. So that's a beautiful thing. There was no regression where you go over your next 13 because, hell, I've had those days too. Yeah. Well, let's talk about teams that have been hot and not. Let's let's get it right out the gate. I want to talk about the Cubs because the Cubs are your team. Here's why I want to bring up the Cubs. They're a team we both like, like a lot, like personally. I, I, I didn't grow up a Cubs fan, but I grew up a... An admirer of the Cubs. There's something about the Cubs. There's a couple of teams in Major League Baseball when you're when you're young that kind of have a mystique about them. And yeah. the Cubs are 100% one of them. Whether it's for the good reasons or wrong reasons, I don't care. The Cubs have a mystique. There's something to them. Um, I want to talk about it because they did go and play some decent baseball in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and this is a team, keep in mind, that's, you know, they only have, what, 11 wins or 11 and 19. This is not or a 11 team. 11 and 19. Yeah, yeah not, a, not a team that's going to win, you know, go to the playoffs this year. But this is a team that I think you can find a lot of smart bets. Like, a lot of smart bets. There's some guys in here that I really, really like. Seiya Suzuki, I think, is a guy that can win you so much money. Uh, total base props. I think you can snipe so much money out of total base props with this guy. Because I think they're going to undervalue this guy a lot through the year. And I think a lot of the Cubs' offensive players are going to be undervalued because of the season that they're going to put together as a team. 
No, I agree, man. And, you know, there's going to be a couple spots where I bet on them. I bet on them against the Padres, especially the first half of the season, because I do think once we get a little bit closer to the deadline, just with them going, like, full tank mode, I mean, because they, what they did last year, you know, moving over to Jed Hoyer was they ripped the Band-Aid off because it was going to be tough. And that, and I think that's why Theo left the year early as well, because it was like that was going to be tough for him to say goodbye to somebody like Kyle Schwarber, who he loved, Anthony Rizzo, who he loved, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez. But now there's just a couple guys left, and they're not going to be able to trade Jason Hayward, unfortunately, and his 195 or whatever it is right now batting average. But they'll be able to move Wilson Contreras for something, especially the way he's hitting right now. Mm-hmm. Hendricks, you know, I know Hendricks, he'll have two good starts and then he'll have a bad outing, but that's kind of Kyle Hendricks, and that's kind of what happens when you have to rely on your location, and, you know, you're only throwing 94, 95, whatever it is he's throwing right now. But I think he'll get moved at the deadline most likely, too. You think so? That, that, that's actually something I wanted your opinion on because yeah. Contreras, I, I think we can all agree, is as good as gone. Yeah. Um, the way he's swinging the bat, provided he stays healthy. Quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him before the deadline. The reason why I say that is because today is Wilson Contreras' 30th birthday, as we are currently speaking. When you turn 30 as a catcher, that is almost like, it's almost like you have, you bought a piece of chicken and the expiration date is in three days. You know you got to cook that chicken very, very soon. And it's Wilson Contreras is three days expiring away from chicken because he's a 30-year-old catcher. And the value of a 30-year-old catcher goes just plummets. So they're going to need to move him. Um... Where, what what teams do you think you could spot him at? I mean, there's there's always a need for a catcher that can swing the bat a little bit. And you mentioned Kyle Hendricks. He's their one. He yeah. is an unbelievable three anywhere in Major League Baseball. Absolutely. So any contender, you know, I think anybody that needs an arm will be looking at Kyle Hendricks. So I think that there's I th- I, I actually think that he'll that the market will be there for him. I don't I know think where so he too. Up, though with Contreras. You know who could use Contreras, but it wouldn't happen because they're in the same division. But, man, imagine if the Brewers could get a bat like Contreras. I don't know. A lot of people rag on him, though, with runners in scoring position and big spots. But I don't know. You know, everybody's going to need an extra bat and an extra catcher. I, He's great. So I'm not quite sure. What do you think? You know, he, there are a lot of places that could fit for him. But you mentioned uh, Kyle Hendricks. The places yeah, where do that, you do there's, uh, Who couldn't use Kyle Hendricks? Phillies? Phillies could use oh Phillies could use anybody on the mound to be quite honest but a, a team that immediately comes to mind because he just seems like a Tampa Bay Ray guy I, I was gonna go and there like he's just he's just perfect for the Tampa and if he went to the Tampa Bay Rays he's gonna win a Cy Young I don't know how but he's gonna win a Cy Young if he goes to the Tampa Bay Rays and no question yeah, about it I was gonna say Tampa you know with Glass now obviously being out for the season I mean you know. Um, and they need to start losing some games, by the way. Although I will say on the adjusted win total, 88 wins, baby. I'm on pace to hit that under 90. They're going over 90. That team yeah. is unbelievable. It's the worst bet you've ever made. I don't know what you were <laughs> thinking. I, I truly don't know what you were thinking. I don't know. I, I'd say my Phillies division winner, 3-1, to one, might be the worst bet I've ever All made. All right, here's the thing about the Phillies. Watching them live in person last night, this team's lineup can hit flat out. Yeah. It, an unbelievable lineup. This is the worst defensive team I have ever looked at at in my life. Because it's not one or two spots. There is not a position out on the field where everyone is a below average defender. Baum is not a third baseman. They need to put him in right. Uh, I I mean, I'm almost wishing Dylan Cousins was back to play first base. Just so we can have a slightly less bad glove over at first base than what you're currently getting over there with uh, Hoskins. I mean, it's just, this is not, Segura can run five feet, maybe, at second base. Like, he's covering no ground. It it is just such a bad defense. And and the problem is, you just look at the division, man, and I don't think the Mets fade away this season. I don't think they matter. They're 22-11 right now. They're really good at home, nine and five. They're six and four on the road. The Braves haven't even started to play good baseball. They're two games below five hundred still, I believe, at five. I'm sorry, fifteen and seventeen. Then you got the Phillies, and and the Phillies are only one game, uh, one game uh, ahead of the Marlins. The Marlins are fourteen and seventeen. So that was the worst bet. Hey, one more team I wanted to throw at you really quick, going back to the Kyle Hendricks sweepstakes. If the Cubs do decide to move from him, um, what would you think about potentially? My Angels for Kyle Hendricks. Absolutely. 
That'd be a great, great dude. The Angels are going to need more arms. I know. Right. I know we're all loving. I'm loving the Angels right now, man. I, yeah. I'm digging this team. But I'm just waiting. You know what I'm feeling about the Angels right now? I feel how I feel about the Mets every other season, but this year. Like, yeah, it's going great now, but you know the bubble's going to burst at some point, and I just don't know when it's going to be. And I'm not going to fade them until it does, but I know it's coming. I just know it's coming. Someone's going to go down offensively. Someone's going to go down on that pitching staff, and yeah. it's going to just ripple effects because the pitching, you know for a fact. I know Lorenzen has been unbelievable this year. Uh, yeah. We know Otani's great. Uh, Syndergaard has been it, fountain of youth Syndergaard. Yeah. But I just cannot bet that they can continue this for another four months. I just can't. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not taking them serious yet. I'm taking the Angels serious, but I worry a little bit about the rotation. Like, we didn't even bring up Detmers, and he just threw the first no-hitter of the season. Um, yeah, I just – and especially with Syndergaard, too, you know, man. Like, I just don't want to tax his arm. So, I, I would I would make a move for a guy like Kyle Hendricks, if he's available, which he should be. Like, if you're Tom Ricketts, if you're – Jed Hoyer, everybody should be available right now. Well, you um, mentioned you mentioned the Angels. I was actually thinking more alongside across town because the Dodgers don't have a fifth starter right now. Last night I watched the Dodgers throw Anderson out there, and Anderson's been doing a very good job for the role he's been out there. But now that they don't have a Trevor Bauer, um, they need another arm. They really do. Kershaw has been – I can't believe we're saying this. Kershaw has been a surprise. I can't believe – Again, he's Clayton Kershaw, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, and then we're calling him a surprise. But were you expecting this Clayton no. Kershaw? I sure as hell wasn't. Um, no, people were talking about bringing him out of the bullpen as maybe like to like prolong. Long relief his- guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, you're our Seth Lugo now. No, yeah. you're he's Clayton Kershaw and he is showing it. Um, in fact, he is pitching tonight against Kyle Gibson. That's going to be a hell of a matchup that I will be there live for. Going to, a, going to two Dodger games in a row tonight. Pretty fired up about that. Well, I love to see it because my Phillies are now one and zero, and you're in attendance, I believe, this season. So maybe, like, if I could fly you out to Philadelphia, slow down. Maybe... I, I witnessed a seven-run lead disappear. Also, let's not let's not pretend oh. that the Phillies are looking amazing yesterday. <laughs> and, and with the Dodgers, man, I saw Dustin May. It's been one year since surgery, I believe. I saw that tweet two days ago. So if they could get him back, that would be huge. Yeah. Here, here, let me tell you, let me tell you about a bad beat. I was on the Phillies that night that they blew that lead. When your team has even a six, seven run lead going into the top of the ninth, you win that bet 99.9% of the time. So that's a bad beat. That's that's part of doing business, man. You know, you lose that and you're like, okay, that's baseball for but you. But it almost happened again last night. They blew no. another seven run lead. They, they ended up winning eight to, eight to seven, but. Right, right. But as a better, it happened to me once again. I was on the White Sox the other night oh, against the Guardians. And the same thing happens. The same exact thing happens. They blow that huge lead. It goes to extras. I should have hedged off and just went with the Guardians because I saw what was coming. Three-run, walk-off shot. Not a walk-off because it was the top of the 10th, but you get the point. The, yeah. the Sox blew an eight-run lead, nine-run lead, whatever it was. So it's happened to me twice this year. That shouldn't happen to you twice in a lifetime, let alone in one season, let alone in one week, and it happened to me. But yet here I am, BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Ready to fire away more bets. Well, speaking of more bets, let's talk some prop bets. Let's talk some prop bets for Friday evening. I got a couple right out the gate that I want to talk about, um, and a couple of them that I'm blown away by. Now, first things first, I've been giving out home run props for BetMGM every weekend. And you know how home run props are. They're lofty at best, but men are they fun. For instance, yesterday I gave out the Cody Bellinger home run prop, and what did he do his first at bat? Boom! Home run off of Zach Wheeler, his fifth home run off of Zach Wheeler, by the way, um, which is just unbelievable. He either K's or he strikes out. 12 at-bats, 5 K's, 5 homers. Unbelievable experience against Zach Wheeler. Um, Tonight, there's a question mark because I gave this pick yesterday, and the reason why I picked it might have been a day too early. I might be falling into hating-ass Mario territory with this because uh, here's the deal. Josh Donaldson always plays well against the White Sox. He always is a pest. In fact, I believe that's what Lucas Giolito called him, a pest. Yeah. Um, He homered last night. And we we haven't seen a lineup yet, but if he is in the lineup tonight, 
I'm still going to jump on Josh Donaldson. He only has three homers this year. I know you can get him at a hell of a price. I'm willing to bet you're probably going to get him at four or even five to one to homer tonight. I would jump all over because Josh Donaldson against the White Sox, you know you're going to see some fireworks, man. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, the first one I'll give, I'm going to go with a no run in the first inning because I think I'm like 3-0 giving these out. Uh, no Shane Bieber tonight, unfortunately. But we get the Brewers and the Marlins. This is my favorite pitching matchup. I'm going to go with both strikeout props, both Corbin Burns, and I'm going to go with uh, Pablo Lopez. But I like the no run in the first inning and the first five under a lot more. So 21 first inning batters Corbin Burns has faced this season. Man, he's given up just two hits. Opponents hitting 105 against him. He was 6-0. and He's 6-0 and right now. No runs in the first inning in all six starts. Going back to last year, his Cy Young campaign, 37-7. No runs in the first inning. Look at the Marlins against him. He's already 1-0 and this season. No runs in the first inning. The last three weeks, the Marlins, they've been struggling to get a hit in the first inning, man. 24 first inning batters. They've only reached base four times. They're hitting 182 in the first inning as a team. And then you look at the 27-inning batters this season, Pablo Lopez's face. He's given up just six hits, 5-1, and one, no runs in the first inning. Going back to last year, 31-7. and seven. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of scoring, especially in the first inning. No runs in the first inning for me, Brewers, Marlins, Pablo Lopez against Corbin Burns. Go over on both of their strikeout props and uh, first five under as well. I just That's a great pitching matchup. I don't just like that bet. I, I love that bet so much. Specifically, not not I love the home run and the, the strikeout props. It's the the first inning prop I love so much. For, forget yes. what they've done in the first innings. Just listen to these numbers that they have this year alone, just on the season. Uh, Burns one and two, yeah, uh, one eight ERA. Oh, yeah. and Lopez four and one with a one ERA. After five starts, you have a one, a one. I love that, love that. In fact, if I could, I would give you a gold star for that pick. In well, fact, I'm going to give you one. Gold star. Amazing pick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, big Corbin Burns guy. Love Pablo Lopez. And, uh, yeah, excited to watch that tonight. Love the no run in the first inning. Also, that's you know, a gimme. I, I know that everybody's falling in love with those prop bets. And I don't think, like, I'm not playing four or five of them a night or anything like that, but if you get a good matchup, like Shane Bieber, for example, or Corbin Burns or Pablo Lopez, I mean, the best part about them is you can go to the window in 15 minutes. You, yep. you know, your bet, you you don't have to sweat out a bullpen, even the first five under. You know, you get a couple runners on and you're pacing around. First inning props are the best, man. Yeah, well, that, that, that first inning one that I feel like is a gimme one right there, here's another gimme for you. Over two and a half strikeout, Zach Granke tonight. I want to say that again. Over two and a half plus money. Zach Greinke is definitely going to K three guys. No question about it. Plus 100 over two and a half. Zach Greinke, take it, take it, take it. They're giving it away. The last one I have for tonight, I'll play a small little home run prop. He homered yesterday. And I feel like, well, I played this guy to win MVP. He was the first pick of my fantasy draft from myself. I love him. Juan Soto, he's on a terrible team. Every time I tune into the broadcast, because I live here in D.C. and I'm driving home, it'll be, well, the Nationals lost 4-1 to today. Lone run comes from a solo shot from Juan Soto. Problem is, man, he was hitting like 182 the first three weeks of the season because they're just pitching around him. There's nobody else in that lineup. But Juan Soto to homer today, I know he homered yesterday. If you're getting better than 4-1 to odds, which today we're getting right now, plus 600, 6-1 to odds, I'm just going to take it. Small little price, man. Why not? They're going against the Astros. They haven't seen the Astros, so they're hosting Houston Interleague Series. Washington's brutal. 11-22 and 22 this season. Houston's figuring things out. They're going to be solid. 21-11. and 11. But they haven't seen the Astros since the World Series. So it's been, what, three years? Four years? I don't even remember when that World Series was. This is their first trip back to Washington. So I like Juan Soto to homer tonight against uh, Valdez. So like we'll it. go with that. I like it. I like it. Uh, one last prop from me, Clayton Kershaw. I'm looking very forward to being there live in person to witness this one. Hey, you can get him at over six and a half strikeouts for plus money at plus 100. Listen, if I love me some K props, I like K props over. You're very rarely going to see me take an under on a K prop. And it's not because I, they don't hit. It's because they don't excite me. And I, I, if I'm going to put down a bet, I want to be excited. Exactly. Exactly. All right. That's all I got for the props. You want to Perfect. move on to the game? 
Let's do it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to take you through the National League, the American League, and so much more right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Download the BetQL app. Five-star plays every single day. Major League Baseball, NBA playoffs going down right now. The Stanley Cup playoffs. But I'm excited for this weekend of baseball, man. We got some good matchups. You'll be at the Dodgers-Phillies game tonight. Go Dodgers, go Phillies. Both of those teams. I got a World Series future on the Dodgers plus 500, and then I got the uh, Phillies to win the division. That bet I already feel is dead. Uh, All right, (laughs) let's start in the American League, and let's start with your Tampa Bay Rays taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. I played the Blue Jays to win the division, man. That's another bet I don't feel so great about. Maybe the Blue Jays are – they were the flashy team. Right? Mm-hmm. Last year, we all loved the Blue Jays. They should have got into the postseason, and they still finished fourth in the division. Toughest uh, division in baseball, in my opinion. But, like, I don't know how I feel about them right now. They're a lot of fun, but I don't know that they're winning 90, 92 games. M- maybe they prove me wrong. Tonight, we get Gossman, 3-1, and 2-1-3 ERA, going against Rasmussen, 3-1, and 2-8-9 ERA. What are you doing in this series? What are you doing in this game? I feel like, man, I know I went under on the win total, but if I'm getting plus money on the Rays, you'd be crazy not to take it. But it is Gossman going tonight. Your thoughts? Ooh, it's a tough one because, like you said, Gossman going tonight. But if there is a team that I think could bleed Gossman to death in a game, it is the Tampa Bay Rays. Like you said, you're getting plus money, plus 105 on the Rays. I'm inclined to take the under, but it's set at 6.5, and and that is just – it's it's too dangerous for me. If it was seven and a half, I'd be jumping all over that under. But right now, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the underdog Rays at home against the Blue Jays. Uh, you you can't give me plus money on the Rays at home without me wanting to jump all over it. I I gotta jump all over. Even even if I wanted to fade the Rays, out of principle, I can't do it. You cannot fade the Rays at home. I'm taking the Rays with plus money. Yeah. Love this Toronto team, but they're only two games above 500 right now. 17 and 15, rough series last week against the Yankees, who looks so good right now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa, surprising everybody. 19 and 13 this season. All right, uh, we move on. The Astros playing great baseball right now. The Astros, to start the season, they just couldn't hit. But the pitching staff, the rotation's been great. Bullpen's been just fine. They're minus 165 favorites against the Nationals. Valdez, 1 and 2 this season, 3 3 4 ERA, going against Josiah Gray, who's been the bright spot in the rotation, young pitcher for the Nats. He's 4-2 and two this year with a 3.45 ERA. Look, man, if it's anything under minus 200 and I don't have to jump on the run line, I'm playing the Astros. They're figuring some things out. This is a rematch from the World Series a couple years back. The Astros making their first trip back to Washington since that World Series. Give me Houston tonight, and I'm going to be looking to play Houston the majority of this series, not going to lie. Dude, Verlander looks like he's 25 years old. He almost threw a no-hitter last week. Yeah. Well, for a team that you say is figuring it out, they got 21 wins. So for a team that's only figuring it out, I'm worried about everybody in Major League Baseball. Valdez on the mound. Josiah Gray, like you said, a good... He was a very good trade last year for the... um, You know, I know the Nationals did not like giving up Trey Turner. I get it. I get all you fans saying it. Josiah Gray is a very good pitcher and a good pickup. Um, But at the end of the day, you said if you're getting better odds than minus 200, jump all over it. Listen, I'm jumping all over this run line because you can get plus money at plus 105 on the Houston Astros. You know you're going to do it. And by the way, I always say, hey, kind of avoid home run props. Not for Friday night, but... But for Saturday, watch out for Jordan Alvarez taking on Fetty. That is a matchup I do not like for the Nationals, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Alvarez, who's currently sitting with eight home runs, ends up with ten by the end of this weekend. Yeah, man. Well, it's funny because well, I was off on Monday, which I apologize because I'm dealing with a, with a little something. But like last week, we were like, when are the Astros going to start hitting? And I say figuring it out because they're 21-11, and 11, like you said. But they're 10-0 in their last 10. They've oh. won 10 straight games and nobody's talking about them. And I'm, this is a family podcast. We want the kids to be able to listen on the way to school and whatnot. 
But I need them to piss off, man, because the Angels, they're 21 and 12, 6 and 4 in their last 10, also playing good baseball. But in the AL West, man, I thought this might be the year to overtake the Astros. I just, they're never going to go away. Them and the Rays, just never going away. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but I will be playing the Astros this week, unfortunately. Let's move on to maybe one of the bigger surprises in Major League Baseball. Like, I thought this team coming into the year, I thought they were going to stink, but I thought they were going to score a bunch of runs, and the rotation was going to be crap. It's kind of been the other way around to start the season, and they're surprising a lot of teams. You know, they, I don't think they've lost a series. You know, they're below 500, but I don't think they've lost a series this year. They took a series from the Yanks early on in the year. Um, sucks that John Means is on the IL. We're not going to see him for a while. Orioles taking on the Tigers. Tigers, a huge disappointment. And we get Jordan Lyles on the bump, 2-2, two and two, 405 ERA, going against Rodriguez, 0-2 oh this season, 450 ERA. Not going to lie, man, I want nothing to do with Detroit. Give me the Orioles tonight. You are getting plus money with the Orioles on the money line at plus Detroit's 120. Terrible. That is... 9-20. Um, I'm going to say Detroit is, I'm going to go worse on Detroit. Detroit is the biggest disappointment in Major League Baseball. There is no excuse for this team to be as bad as they are. On paper, they have the offense to absolutely compete in their division. Uh, They have the pitching to do it. Casey Mize is coming back. Scoobles there. I mean, there is no, Rodriguez is pitching tonight, and he's currently sitting with like a 4-5 ERA. Listen, this Tigers team should win. But the fact that they only have nine wins thus far is atrocious. And the fact that you're giving them so much plus money, uh, you're giving them so much uh, favoring on the money line, minus 145 at home, this is a stay away game for me. I want to fade the the Tigers a little bit, but on paper, they should be boat racing the Baltimore Orioles. And I I cannot in good faith or conscience tell anyone to put money on the Baltimore Orioles but I do not believe in the Tigers right now at all. And that's that's a stark contrast to 20 days ago where I thought this team had a shot to finish second in this division. Same. Same. Nine wins. Terrible. Uh, I am 0-4 this season. 0-4 betting on the Boston Red Sox. Two of those losses have come with Nick Pavetta on the bump. Tonight, they host the Texas Rangers. You get the 11-20. 11-20 Boston Red Sox taking on the 13 and 17 Texas Rangers and it's Pavetta on the bump 0-4 this season with a 608 ERA again man I don't want to advise anybody to go out there and bet Texas but if I want to waste money I could think of 150 different ways than uh, to bet on the Boston Red Sox right now they're not good they're not good Cody they suck they suck <sighs> listen yeah. yeah listen I think I think some of it, uh, some of this is a combination of a few things. One, you're very upset right now. You are very upset right now, Ryan Horvath. They've let you down four times. I get it. I get it. I understand your thought process on this, and I. But I, I can't ignore the fact that the lines have already moved in this game. I can't ignore the fact that Dane Dunning really isn't that good. No. I can't ignore the, the fact that that Red Sox lineup should put up 20 on Dane Dunning, and I can't ignore the fact that now the BetMGM app is giving me plus money on the Red Sox. I have to take them. I gotta take the plus 100 on the money line. I don't believe in this team anymore at all, but I'm gonna do it. I'm taking the Red Sox. Let's do it. Plus 100. Damn it. You know what, man? I think Maverick's coming out this weekend. I'm ready to just get wild, and I, I'm, I'm actually, I changed my mind. I'm going all Boston parlay. So check this out. I know this is a baseball podcast. I'm going to go cross sport right here. I don't don't know if parlaying this is the way to go. (laughs) Parlays are a waste of money. I'm going to throw that out there. Give me the Red Sox plus 105. We head over to the association tonight. I'm going to take the Boston Celtics on the money line to force a game seven plus 102. And then you know what? Let's get wild. You want to get nuts? I'll get nuts. We head over to Saturday, May 14th. Give me the Bruins against Carolina to pull off the upset in Game 7. Plus 114 on the money line. I'm going to bump some dropkick Murphys, listen to some Tessie, and I'm going with the all-Boston parlay. I'm only half-joking. I am going to do that. Ten bucks. Why not? Ladies and Uh, gentlemen, that was some Jack Napier nuts type of gambling, ladies and gentlemen, right in front of your very ears. Yeah. Ryan Horvat just yep. changed up and went all in 
on the I'm Red Sox. I'm going to watch the talent when we get off the beautiful <laughs> hunting. I got a number. How do you like them apples? Uh, I can I, I can perform the entire film of Goodwill Hunting right now for you. I know the entire movie by heart. Same. Same. It's, it's one. It's, of, if not, it's one of the all time. We we agree a lot on movies. We gotta yeah. we gotta get uh, producer Mario hating ass Mario a little bit more. Cold. He doesn't even know what Goodwill Hunting is. I've seen the movie multiple times. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. It feels so good, Cody. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I'm glad you've seen something ass. finally. Well, guess what? When we make a bet on this show for you, we'll never have you dress up as Will Hunting. It's always gonna be something far far worse. Mario, is your favorite movie like Varsity Blues or Jackass or something like that? Okay, one, Jackass is an amazing franchise. Two, it's Sicario. Sicario is my favorite movie, and it's what? tied with Goodfellas. Hold on. Yeah, Goodfellas, okay. What the? Sicario. Sicario. I mean, Sicario's a good movie. I just didn't expect, like, but I've never want, heard anyone say, you know what? Yeah, I love movies like Goodfellas and Sicario. What? Oh, yeah, dude, exactly. any, any mob movie, I favorite irishman seen it like 12 times um i can almost say every Isn't word seven hours long is. about to say oh, yeah. that's that's a month of your life you'll never get back oh yeah dude i love the i that um so i've rewatched sopranos so many times i love movies like that any film oh i'm all over it oh uh, you probably he, all right. he probably uh, all right i answer this question okay. it's a yes or no question did you own a a shirt a full-size shirt that had scarface on it oh you did Oh, no I had question. a poster in my room in college. Yeah, of course he did. That's a terrible yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a horrible yeah. movie. Oh, God. Oh, it's a terrible movie. It's a god-awful movie. It's a dreadful movie. It's not, <laughs> not only did it bomb, the reviews, the original reviews for Star it's, it's such a bad movie. It's so bad. It's terrible. So bad. My and favorite... Oh, my God. My favorite quote, joke by John Mulaney ever is, like, I hate Scarface. It's a terrible movie. Uh, then he just goes on, I hate it when people lump it in with good movies. Yeah, I love movies like Goodfellas and Scarface. Yeah. Well, that's amazing you say that because my favorite foods are lobster and Skittles. Exactly. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. And, dude, I love Pacino, but when we go through his catalog and people, like, throw that out as one of his great performances, that accent, Pashoka! Oh, it was terrible. You know, you know what I would have loved to see Pacino in? What? Twins. And that's called a segue! Boom! Twins, great movie, man. Great movie. All right, Actually, cool. think about that. Can you imagine uh, Al Pacino as Danny DeVito's character in Twins? I think it would have worked. Him and Schwarzenegger? Yes! I would, I would like to see him in Junior. Remember Junior? When, yeah, when uh, Schwarzenegger was pregnant? <laughs> oh! Hey, Arnold, you got a baby in there. I'm a big ah. guy. What the hell were we doing with that one? <laughs> we, that was during a time of the 90s where, like, we could just do anything we want. Schwarzenegger was pregnant. All right, uh, Guardians take on the Twins. Here's another two teams that I need to go away because laid the, laid the minus 200 with the White Sox to win this division, and they're at 500 right now. Bad loss against the Yanks last night. Uh, Guardians, Twins. Uh, what do we got? We got Sonny Gray on the mound tonight. Three, four, eight ERA going against Savali. Oh my God, his ERA is nine forty-five this year. I don't really have a strong interest in this one. I would play the Twins. I don't really want to lay minus one seventy-five. It'd probably be Minnesota or nothing for me, I guess. Uh, Minnesota on the run line, you can get plus one twenty. I think that's worth jumping all over, especially with Savali on the mound. Uh, he's he, he might end up with a oh the twelve ERA by the end of this day. But keep in mind, uh, no Correa. Yeah, and no Correa. Yeah, ah man, that's a stay away from me. I don't really have a, I don't even have a strong lean in that one to be honest. Nothing with the total. It's sitting there at eight. No, I'm I'm leaving this alone, and it's because of Correa. If Correa was in there, yeah, I'll take the over and I'll take the the run line. But no Correa, I think they're I think they're favoring uh, the Twins a bit more than they should because the Guardians, have, for the most part, have been playing some pretty good baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. This series I'm really excited for this weekend. We got game one last night. Uh, just brought it up. Sox dropped it. If you played the over, good on you. It hit like three times. Sox at home, man. My rule last year was auto bets were Sox against lefties um, and Sox whenever you got plus money. Anything over plus 120. And we're getting that tonight. Plus 145 was the last I saw. And the reason being, it's Garrett Cole and the Yanks. Garrett Cole, minus 175 favorite. Everybody was freaking out about his start. Now he's 2-0, 267 ERA. He's going to be fine. Velasquez going for the Sox. He's been kind of a pleasant surprise. 2-2, 2, 397 ERA. 
Uh, I don't want to lay minus 175 with the Yanks, but I can't bet the White Sox right now. Bet him last night with Dylan Cease on the bump. He did go over his strikeout prop last yes, night. Yes, he did, because that's all he does. The Yanks are, I figured this out, the Yanks are his own, that's his kryptonite. So going into last night's matchup, 0-2 against the Yankees with an ERA over 7. They got to him a little bit last night. Did strike out double-digit guys, though. Um, it'd be the Yankees for me tonight. I'm the, I just, I can't do it with the Sox. They're letting me down. They have been playing some pretty good baseball, but they have they, dropped. Yeah, they've been hitting righties again. A yeah, bit. and they, but they but they dropped two pretty tough losses, and this was last night was just about as bad as it gets. And it, because of that loss, I want to fade the White Sox a little bit, but honestly, I'm going to stay away from this game. Um, I'm going to stay away from this game because I think last night might have inflated some of these numbers a little bit. I think the barrage, offensive barrage, the Yankees went on last night might have inflated it a little bit. I'm more inclined, believe it or not, after a game like last night. To kind of look at the under, which is currently set in seven and a half. Now, yeah. I, I with Garrett Cole on the mound, you know the under could easily come in. So really, what I'm looking at is Vince Velasquez. Uh, what kind of game do I see Vince Velasquez having? Again, after a 14-run barrage from the Yankees, I'm not expecting that again. So I'm gonna just say play the under. Under seven and a half runs tonight. That's my play on this game. Everything else, I'm gonna stay away from. Yeah, man, and even with that Yankees lineup, unders have been cashing at a nice rate for them this season. And I used to do that with the 2016 Cubs. They would explode. I've actually been doing that with the Cubs for the last four years, uh, up until they traded away half their roster, all their roster. But they would explode for like 15 runs, and then I'd say, oh, they're getting shut out the next day, mm -hmm. or they're going to score one run the next day. Is, what, what is that? What is, why is that? You know, we always joke like, hey, save some for the weekend. Why is that, though? I, it's it's a combination of a lot of things. It's almost like as a hitter, you, you're you yeah. feeling too good that you go into the next game almost feeling yourself a little bit. Like, yeah, I, I got this. And then you drop an 0 for 4 with 4Ks. I, I, I'm not kidding. This is 100% true. The best game of my career, I think I had like three games that just stand out in my life where I'm like, that yeah. was the greatest game I ever had, were always followed up with one of, if not the worst game of my career. One game that comes to mind was my first ever game with the Royals in AAA in Omaha. I went yeah. four for four with two homers, two doubles, and uh, three walks. I just had a monster game. Next game, I went 0 for 5 with 5 Ks. Next game, another 3 for 4 with 2 homers. Baseball makes no sense. Right, right. And especially like when guys are struggling, we're like, all right, he just got he, he just has to get that one knock. He just has to reach base. But it doesn't always work like that. It's crazy. Yeah, and baseball's a crazy game. And keep in mind, it's everything. It could be, you know, you know, we talk about weather. You know, like you say, oh, weather's going to affect the game. You don't seem to understand. Weather affects a hitter mentally. If I come into the batter's box and I feel wind coming in hard from center field or right field, believe it or not, that will change my swing by at least a millimeter or two. Maybe I'll be, get a little bit more handsy. Maybe I'll get a little bit more out in front and subconsciously try and pull a little more, which is not good for a hitter like me That I try, if I try to pull. There is so many more aspects to these things than you'll ever imagine. See, just seeing a shift on a field can affect how a hitter is going to approach that at bat, depending on the hitter. So when I say that the weather takes into account to everything, far more than just what it does to the baseball. It affects what's happening in the pitcher's mind, the hitter's mind, the base runners, the outfielder's minds when they have to throw a ball in. It affects everything. Man, that's wild. All right, well, the weather, boom, segue, won't be a factor here because <laughs> we get the Angels taking on the A's, and I'm not going to lie to you. Don't know this dude that the Angels are throwing out there tonight. Silseth? Silseth? Maybe I'm butchering his name. I don't know. He's going against Jeffries, 1-5, 5-2-2 ERA. I don't play many overs. Here's an over for me. You're giving me this total at eight Angels A's. Maybe this game, maybe we get a 3-2 game tonight. I want nothing to do with the side. It would be the uh, Angels probably still for me. And I'm, I'm going to play the over in this one, though. I'll go over eight. You know, the Angels have been, like, just the best surprise ever. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're playing the A's. Obviously, the worst team maybe in baseball. Um I, I like the Angels on the run line tonight. I like them at plus 110 on the run line tonight. The only thing that sucks is I have no idea who this pitcher is. So, no. yeah, I'm very interested in this over. If we're if we're looking at a slugfest, you know the Angels can outslug this A's team all day. Over 7.5, minus 115, jumping all over that as well. And before we hit a break, you know what's funny about that? First segment, we were talking about like potential landing spots if the Cubs were looking to move on from Kyle Hendricks. And I'm like... 
we think about the Angels, and we're like, you know, the rotation's been pretty solid. Syndergaard's been great. Detmer's just threw a no-hitter. But, uh, you know, and, and then tonight they're throwing out a guy named Silseth. So I guess maybe they do have a spot for yeah. Kyle Hendricks if they do want to make a move for another arm. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a look at what's going down in the National League. we got plenty of interleague games going on tonight, so uh, we'll take a look at what's going up in the NL when we come back. The BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Final segment of the week, BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Only one episode this week. Cody got sick, ruined it for everybody, unfortunately. I don't get sick. I am Iron not human. Kel Ripken Horvat Jr. never missed a show. No, I didn't have a voice. I didn't have a voice. It would have been like, uh, did you watch WWF in the 90s, Cody? Yeah, Were you of course a- I did. Remember when Kane couldn't talk? He had to use the- Yeah, he had to use this voice box. If I do not win the title, I'll set myself on fire. That's what I would have sounded like. Why, then why didn't we do a show on Monday? I would have loved to have done a show with 1998 Kane. It would have been nice. It would have been nice, man. All right. Kane tombstoned Pete Rose at a WrestleMania. Twice. Pete Rose played twice. Pete Rose is a former Red. The Reds take on the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I got a bone to pick with you guys after you guys jinxed my Marlins, who are now below 500. Last time we did a show, they were three games above 500. My fish struggling. But I told you guys, I said, the Reds are going to steal some of these games, man. The Reds are going to start winning some games. The Reds won a series against the eventual World Series champs, the Milwaukee Brewers. The Reds beat the Brewers in a series. The Reds beat the Pirates last night. The Reds are officially back. Tonight, minus 105, taking on the Pirates. Malley going against Keller. Not going to last. Pirates are winning tonight. Not a big Keller guy. He's 0-4 with an ERA over 6. Look, man, I'm playing the over in this game. The total's only 8. Malley hasn't been very good. He's got an ERA over 6. He's 1-4. Give me the over, and this ends tonight. I don't like this tough guy act. The Reds are pulling, winning games. Give me the Pirates. Um, yeah, stay away from this game. Don't don't even look at it. Just pretend it's not even happening. It's the Reds and Pirates. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't care. This game was no. on yesterday, early afternoon. It was the only thing on TV, and instead I watched YouTube videos, and I don't regret my decision. No. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. All right, Padres, Braves. Padres were getting plus money with Darvish on the mound. The Braves still trying to figure some things out. They're minus 150 on the money line. This total's low. It's at seven, but I don't care. I'm playing the under because it's you Darvish, 3-1 and one this season. 405 ERA going against Max Freed. Not enough people are talking about Max Freed, man. 4-2, 268 ERA. He's going to be in contention for a Cy Young. If sure he is. Give sure me the is. Under. Give me the under, and I, I don't really – it would probably be – man, we're getting plus money with Darvish. I'm staying away from the side. I'm going under, and I'm going to go with the uh, first five under as well, so I don't have to rely on either team's bullpen. I'm going Braves money line. I like Max Fried, man. He was my future pick for the uh, uh, Cy Young Award on the National League side. Got him at 14 for one. Um, he's been putting together some dime performances. The only reason his ERA is as high as it is is because his first outing gave up five runs in his first four innings. If it weren't for that, he'd currently be sitting with an under two ERA. Um, I like this team still, even though they have got off to a rocky start, but we can all agree that Max Freed has been the absolute shining spot of that rotation. I'm going to go ahead and take the Braves on the money line. Yeah, Braves got off to a slow start last season, ended up winning the World Series. They'll probably be just fine. All right, Brewers-Marlins tonight. We already gave out a play for this one. I like no run in the first inning. I like the first five under. Hell, I like the full game under, but the total's only six and a half. So you know what? No run first inning, first five under. It's Corbin Burns, one and two record, but with a 1.86 ERA going against Pablo Lopez with an ERA of one. He's four and one this season, one of my favorite pitchers in all of baseball. Give me uh, no run in the first inning. I like the Marlins, plus money, plus 115, actually, to steal one tonight against the Brewers. So do I. I'm glad you said it, because I'm going to go ahead and take the Marlins today for some plus money. I'm expecting a low-scoring game. I'm talking two-to-one type of ball game. I like the under today. Even though it's set a little lower than I'd like at 6.5, I really am expecting a low-scoring ball game. Yeah, I love the Marlins tonight. 
Money line. Jump on them. Another team I've been backing a lot, the Giants, man. The Giants, most successful team for me this season. 9-1 for me on the money line. 1-0 on the run line for me. They're favorites tonight against the Cardinals. Pretty good pitching matchup. Logan Webb, 4-1 this season, 3.82 ERA going against Hicks. He's 1-2, 3.78 ERA. Um, I'll continue to play the Giants, man. I like this Cardinals team. Total 7.5, but the Giants have been the most successful team for my pockets, my bank account. I'm going to continue to ride them. I, I, I love this San Francisco Giants team. They're good. I do. They're good. And Logan Webb is one hell of a pitcher. This is a team that just does not want to go away. Uh, not a team with a ton of stars, too. It's just they're a team that quietly does it. Not unlike a team like the Rays, which is amazing because this is a team that has a payroll that they could skyrocket at any given moment if they wanted to. Hey, yeah, if you can give me the Giants currently on the money line at minus 120, yeah, I'm going to jump all over that, uh, even with Hicks on the mound. I'm not expecting Hicks to go deep into a ball game. So, yeah, I like the Giants. I even like their offense more than I like the... I know that we're all touting this uh, St. Louis offense nonstop, as we should. Really, yeah. really good stuff. But I love this Giants offense. They are scrappy as hell. I just, I like this team. I'm going to go with the Giants. What are you going to do in this next one? Interleague series, the Mets are playing... I'm heartbroken. Really good baseball right now. I'm heartbroken. Favor tonight... Over the Seattle Mariners, the Mariners are going to throw Kirby. Mets are going to go with Bassett, who's been awesome to start the season. Four and two, two eight six ERA. Uh, Saturday, the pitching matchup for this one is going to be. Wait, actually, I'm kind of confused here because I'm seeing. I thought tonight originally uh, it was going to be Scherzer. In fact, it is going to be Scherzer against Gonzalez. Okay, I was looking at two different spots there. It's Scherzer going against the Mariners. That's why the Mariners are plus 195 on the money line and why the Mets are minus 239. That makes more sense. What are you doing in this one? I mean, I'd have to go run line with the Mets if I wanted to play them because they're minus 239. Scherzer's been awesome. 4-1 this season, 2-9-2 ERA. Gonzalez, the record, 1-4. But he's got a 3-9-1 ERA. What are you doing here? I'm staying away from this game. Um, and I'm staying away from this game because it breaks my heart. The Mariners, who I do think is still a very good team, currently about three games under 500 as we speak. They're going up against a buzzsaw that is the New York Mets in New York. I'm going to be fading them all weekend long, but this particular game, I'm just not getting any value. Like you mentioned, uh, you, you got you got Scherzer on the mound. I'm definitely not going to fade the Mets with Scherzer on the mound. I don't like the money line right now. I'm not seeing the value. And, I, and the reason why I'm not seeing the value on the money line is because I don't think the Mariners are going to win, plain and simple. If I thought the Mariners were going to win, yeah, I love the plus 195. But they're not going to win. So obviously stay away. And I'm not feeling comfortable enough with the Mets in this ballgame, uh, particularly to go on the run line. I do believe in this offense uh, over there in Seattle. I'm staying away from this ballgame. You know, even with those two offenses, I might, if anything, play the under in this game with Scherzer going against Gonzalez because Gonzalez has been all right this season. I mean, the, the record stinks, 1-4. But I might go under, but the total's only at 7. Uh, Royals, Rockies, I don't have a very strong interest. You already gave out a strikeout prop here. Granke, 267 ERA, 0-2 on the season. Going against Freeland, 1-3, 3-9-4 ERA. Royals, plus 115. Rockies at home, minus 140. I only play Colorado at Coors, but nothing here for me. I'd actually go under when these totals are this inflated. 10.5 tonight, Granke, Freeland. Give me the under, actually, 10.5. That's the only thing that's really catching my eye is the under in this ball game with Greggy on the mound. I already told you to till and take the strikeout prop. They're giving you plus money on three strikeouts. Jump all over that if you can. But outside of that, yeah, not a lot of excitement in this game. I know the Rockies are above 500, but I don't think they're a real team. I don't think anybody does think they're a real team. We'll see as the season progresses. But as we currently stand, the entire NL West still above 500. I feel kind of bad because while you're at Philadelphia, Los Angeles tonight, watching Clayton Kershaw going against, I don't know, Kyle Gibson. I'll be in the studio, but MGM tonight, watching this pitching matchup. Drew Smiley takes on Zach Davies in a revenge game. Davies has not been the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. I don't know what's going on. He's 1-1, one 3-9-4. One, I'm sorry, 3-3-4 three, three, ERA. Drew Smiley this year, 1-3 for the Cubs, 3-0-4 ERA. Uh, totals at 8.5. I would play the Diamondbacks tonight. Zach Davies' revenge game. He's going to shut out the Cubs. I just know it. It's how it goes, man. He's going it's to. how it goes. It doesn't matter. It, former Cub, stunk, faces the Cubs. 
Always shuts him down. Always. He's going to pitch a gem. He's going to pitch an absolute gem tonight. It's oh, going to happen. Oh, twice this year. It just always happens. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, not only that, I'm also going to fade the Cubs a little harder. I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks on the run line at plus 155. And it's because this team is really swinging the bat really well. I don't like this. There's a lot of right-handed power bats over there as well. you got Christian Walker. I know he's hitting 180 right now, but he's got six bombs. He's going to accidentally run into a couple of homers today. Uh, off Smiley, uh, not to mention uh, Kettle Marte and David Peralta. This is actually a much better team than I think anyone realizes over there in Arizona. And yeah. like you said, Zach Davies' revenge game, you know he's going eight innings, shutout ball. I, I, It's heartbreaking to see this happen to the Chicago Cubs. But yeah, Diamondbacks run line tonight, plus, uh, plus 155. Yeah, this team breaks my heart. Uh, Phillies Dodgers, you'll be in attendance. Last night, the Phillies take one. I was on the Phillies last night. Tonight, I will not be playing the money line. But give me a – I'll go run line. Real run line play, play for me, man. The Dodgers, they lost the series to the Pirates. They uh, dropped game one to the Phillies. And now tonight, Clayton Kershaw, 4-0 this year with a 1-8-0 ERA. Going against Gibson, who's also been really good, 3-1, 2-9-4 ERA. But I'm going to go Dodgers, and I'm going to go on the run line tonight against the Phillies to steal one. Minus 120, jumping all over it. I think the Dodgers are going to... The Dodgers, like you just said, lost the series to the Pirates and lost game one at home. And that was after coming back from us down seven runs. I think the Dodgers are not happy right now. I think the Dodgers are going to make an example of the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. And I think Clayton Kershaw is the perfect guy with a scalpel to do it. I think it's going to be one hell of a ball game. And I cannot wait to see Clayton Kershaw absolutely smash that K-prop early in that game and i'll be there live to watch it all right well that's what we got for the weekend hopefully we get some good baseball we'll be back on monday i promise bet mgm mlb podcast powered by betql cody what do you got uh this weekend where can the people find you i'll be on my couch watching baseball well make sure you follow me on twitter at decker six and of course follow me on instagram anti-hero baseball more importantly like share and subscribe to bet mgm mlb podcast powered by betql of course me and ryan horvat twice a week all the time here all season long check me out tomorrow live for four hours on the betql network i will be hosting bet for the cycle with rob brown and of course our favorite producer hate ass mario we're looking very forward to that i believe there's a bet that uh, Mario squelched on that we're going to be able to bring up during the show tomorrow. Four hours live, 1 p.m. Make sure you check that out. Not to mention today, down the line with Cody Decker on Friday. Uh, Pre-game show for the Chicago Cubs on 670 The Score. Check me out for an hour tonight and all throughout the season as well on 670 The Score. And just follow along on everything that's going on. Not to mention, like, share, and subscribe to the Big Time Baseball Podcast on Odyssey with me, John Heyman, and Tony Gwynn Jr. I swear that is almost it. All right. Beat it. Beat it! I got to do an interview with Portland I forgot about. You guys have a good one.